Welcome back, all Beer Inside listeners. We understand that not everybody has a chance to watch our YouTube interviews, so we've decided to release on a bi-weekly basis the audio portion only of our interviews. We are continuing with our Women in the Craft Industry by our talk with Girl with a Cider Review, released on December 4th, 2020. Give us a listen and enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to All Beer Inside, the bubble, back to the bubble editions of the episode. Uh, now, All Beer Inside is about diversity and craft. And joining me today out of the craft diversity end is Girl with a Cider Review, known as Tess. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for having me. I, on thank, you. thank you. I appreciate you taking uh, time out of your day to speak with us today. It's uh, very appreciative. And uh, I look forward to our conversation. Uh, but first, let's enjoy a cider. So what are you drinking? All right. So I'm drinking, um, it's actually in two places. So I have the can to show you what it looks like, but it's also in my bottle here because yes. <laughs> I had opened another one of the same <laughs> one, just uh, couldn't finish it that evening. So I had to put it back, but I'm drinking uh, Chill Street Blood Orange. So they're from uh, Nova Scotia, uh, mm -hmm. Elmsdale, Nova Scotia. So you can't get that here in Ontario, sadly, but uh, yeah, it's a blood orange one. So it's quite a dry, uh, tart cider. Um, it's really good though. So I'm quite happy with it, <laughs> but Very cool. yeah, that's what I'm drinking. Uh, so for this occasion, I'm going with Brickworks Cider House Stadium okay. Island Peach. Awesome. That's a perfect uh, one. 4.5% ABV. I'm a fan of peach, so that's going to help. And as we do on the show, it's a virtual a toast. Right. Let's see. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Oh, yeah, that's tasty. What do you think about that? Mm. It's like a peach iced tea with a little more tartness yeah, to it. Yeah, exactly. I quite like that one. Oh. I haven't uh, had it in a while, though, though. Yeah, this is daytime drinking getting wasted. It is. It wow. is. <laughs> <laughs> that's dangerous. <laughs> uh, so um, what got you into uh, cider and uh, Instagramming it and reviewing it and your show? Yeah, so... I started about, it'll be actually three years in February, 2021 now. So it's almost been three years, kind of crazy. Um, but I started out not really knowing what kind of drinks I like. I would try to avoid the taste of alcohol, I guess, as much as possible. It's kind of weird. But um, so I drink like the fruitiest things ever, um, any sort of coolers or things like that. Cause I didn't like beer. I didn't like hops. I don't like that kind of taste at all. So that's what I started out as. And then the cider scene here was pretty small at that point. So there were things like Summer's Bee. I'm not sure if you've tried that super sweet, mm -hmm. low alcohol content type drinks, but that was like one of the only big things besides Strongbow. And since I was into sweet things, that was not my thing. <laughs> I, I appreciate it a lot more now. But um, so I tried Summer's Bee. I was like, oh, I like this. So I drank that for a while. And then the scene started to expand in terms of flavors and styles and so I got into it a bit more. Um, one day I was sitting with my sister talking about cider and she's like, you should be girl with a cider review and you should make an Instagram. And I kind of laughed, but then I created the Instagram that day and I was like, whatever, maybe I'll just try it out. And then here we are almost three years later. Um, it's expanded a lot. I've done a lot of cool things, contests, met cool people, traveled, um, visited cider festivals and things and then I decided to start um, my Instagram TV show thing um, called Cider in Life so I try to do that weekly I connect with either a cider maker cider reviewer someone involved in the scene 
or sometimes other special guests just to talk about special topics. Um, and so that's been going great. It's allowed me to connect with other people either around the world or close by. And I love hearing other stories and hearing about that. So that's kind of been my journey so far. Um, of course, there's lots of cool things coming up, but uh, that's just kind of how I got into it. Awesome. That's great to hear. Three years is pretty strong too. We're, yeah. We've just passed a year as a show. Congrats. Uh, you're, you're episode 54. So oh yay. <laughs> it's, uh, it's been a wild ride, even though it's been a worldwide pandemic and mm-hmm. most of us Canadians are being responsible, uh, I like to think. Uh, and we're, you know, staying at home and, and doing what we have to, to try and, and curb uh, this pandemic until yeah. we're all able to either get the Pfizer or Moderna or AstraZeneca vaccine. So uh, for now, you know, stay home, stay safe. Exactly. There's beer deliveries are for me, it's beer delivery services for yourself. Uh, do any cideries deliver in Ontario? Um, yeah, quite a few actually. So I just, <laughs> as you say that I got one today <laughs> that I ordered because there's some cool uh, winter flavors coming out that I had to try. So I ordered a couple, but then um, I'm being sent quite a few as well that uh, some places want me to review. So just lots of packages <laughs> coming. It's pretty so sweet. I'm excited about that. But yeah, quite a few, but some are only doing their local areas. And the one that I got today, they were until recently. So once I found out that it was all Ontario, I was ordering right away. You're so lucky. We're well, <laughs> so we were allowed beer stores in Quebec mm-hmm. uh, and some of them deliver, uh, but the breweries, microbreweries are not allowed at this moment in Quebec uh, to deliver, geez. which is extremely unfair. I'm also very adamant. I'm sure you are about cider where I am with beer, where we got to drop the borders for that. So that you want beer from B- uh, you want cider from BC I want beer from the Maritimes, you know, let's, let's knock down these borders. And, and it's people like us when we get together, I think if if we're loud enough at some point, it it will help, uh, get, get those out of the way, hopefully. (laughs) Um, but where I live, that's a different story. So, uh, cause you mentioned in your article that the LCBO is government controlled. It is. So yeah, we have the SAQ, which is, uh, Société d'Arcades du Québec. So they, um, they're a little corrupt, but uh, that's, that's another story. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, I think, um, each province and I guess the territories as well, they all have their own, um, regulations on liquor and they have their own stores and et cetera. So it makes it hard, I guess, to it, get, it does, things. especially as, as craft, craft variety drinkers <laughs> mm-hmm. like ourselves, I'm sure local wine producers also have the same problem. Yes. Um, where you just can't get it in other provinces, which is very unfortunate yeah. because, um, I, I, I'm seeing your own Instagram and myself. I'm very adamant about support local. Yes, me too. Because <laughs> we want to keep them all survived. So we got to keep doing that. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, do you remember how you discovered craft cider? Well, it wasn't summer's <laughs> <laughs> Um, Of course that started it. But um, so once uh, the cider scene started expanding, um, I started to I guess explore what was around the area um, or even a little bit further out I I guess some of the ones that uh, I'm still in contact with that uh, are craft cider makers or some of the ones I had great experiences with um, some of the ones I talk about often are in um, it's a town called Collingwood or Blue Mountain a lot of people go skiing there in the winter Um, there is a cidery called Thornbury um, and that's one of the ones I talk about a lot because they have um, so many cool flavors and they were the, one of the first craft cider um, producers that I tried their ciders. Um, 
And then from there, I started looking into other places around Ontario as well. Uh, some of the best ones I found in the smallest towns um, that are so far, they don't even <laughs> ship here to where I am in Mississauga. So you have to really, you have to go out um, to get that experience and to try and buy the ciders. But uh, that's something I got into a lot um, during, I guess, the quarantine, because you could only explore your own area. And so I got um, very familiar with Ontario <laughs> ciders. That sounds awesome. And you find the scene is, is getting bigger and bigger every year in Ontario? Yeah, I do. Especially in terms of the flavors now, people are hopping on the trends for the seasons too. And um, it's amazing to see um, people doing that and being uh, innovative and creative with their flavors. Very cool. And I recently, I only caught a little bit of it before I, I obviously I like to do my research <laughs> on the people I'm talking to. I briefly caught it a habanero cider. Oh yeah. That? Ginger habanero cider. <laughs> I actually, um, Chill Street, the brand that I'm drinking right now, they have, I think, I think it might be ginger habanero as well, but either way, it's a ginger and hot pepper cider. Um, I have not tried it yet or any ciders like that, but I'm quite intrigued. Yeah, as uh, somebody who's not great with hot, I once tried a jalapeno-based beer uh, mm. along with a jalapeno puts in, uh, and I thought I was going to die, so. <laughs> I know, that's like me. My tolerance is quite low, so I mean, I'll try everything at least once, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I don't recommend it if, if your tolerance is, is mediocre at best. Yeah, gotta expand the work on the tolerance there. <laughs> exactly. Uh, when it comes to your Instagram, I find your pictures, your descriptions, it, it, there's a lot of passion behind that. And they're very, very descriptive. Where does that kind of inspiration and style come from? Yeah. And thank, thanks for asking. Um, one of the big things that I'm about is telling a story. So that's kind of how my style is with writing. And you, if you've seen any of the articles I've written for either Cider Scene or I also write for um, a blog called Wines in Niagara. So they're trying to expand into cider as well. So I've been writing a couple articles for them. Usually my style is like story-based, narrative-based. So I like to um, bring the experience to someone in a descriptive way. So, you know, they feel like they're there or they're, you know, experiencing it with me. So I do that with my Instagram posts as well, kind of try to make it fun. And that's what I'm about making cider fun um, and exciting and trying to get people on board that maybe like, I don't like cider, um, <laughs> but they may just not have found a cider yet that they've liked. And I'm trying to, you know, make it more personable and fun. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, one of our early on, uh, quarantine episodes, I spoke with a gentleman, uh, named Kaiser. He's also known as hop fiction and just it, the way he describes it is the same as yours is that I can, I can almost taste what you're writing because mm -hmm. of how descriptive it is. And I always enjoy seeing stuff like that is it, the passions there. Like it's, it's, this is what my, maybe not my main paying job life is about, <laughs> but this is what my main hobby is about. And exactly. it's always nice to, to read that, so many people are passionate on Instagram when they want to be, and they're not just like, take the picture, uh, boop, 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 boop. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, my only qualm is you look way too happy in the snow, but that's me. Oh, so. I mean, it's, it's just then if you see any other pictures in the future, I'm going to be crying in the snow. <laughs> uh, I was excited to see it. It looks pretty out there right now. However, I'm not excited to, you know, have to be out there. Luckily I'm working at home, so I probably won't have to go out too much. Um, but you know, the cold winter is coming and I'm not really about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm thankful enough to still be gainfully employed uh, while working yeah. from home. So I can't yeah, really <laughs> complain about 
uh, you know, when I went to Toronto, I stocked up and then even then it's like, oh, there's this new release. So it's like, well, I drank four <laughs> beers, but I better buy three more just exactly. in case, even though I still have a hundred beers to go through. So that's me. That's it's, my sadder cabinet behind uh, me just filling up. Yeah, yeah. It's, I have the beer fridge and then next to that I have, uh, my aging, uh, part and then my part where there's just beers sitting on the ground <laughs> waiting to go in the fridge. So oh, it, um, it's an expensive, but delicious hobby. So I agree. <laughs> Have you uh, collabed with any cideries, uh, taking pictures, interviews, things like that, uh, beyond the the Instagram TV? Kind of like um, for your Instagram itself. Trying to think, actually. Um, beyond Instagram, right now, um, in ter- bes- besides, I guess, contests and stuff, mm-hmm. I, I've ran a couple of really cool contests. Uh, one earlier this year, um, it was called the My Hero Contest. So I had people nominate people that were making an impact in their community to win like prizes. I collabed with a bunch of different cideries to give out prizes to um, either like frontline workers or people that are making a difference. Um, so I want to do something nice to give back. Um, and that's another thing that I'm about is giving back to my community. So I try in any way I can to do that. So that was one time that I think I've collaborated with a bunch of cideries outside of the live chats. Awesome. Yeah, that's great to hear. Uh, and, you know, it's sticking with local. As Canadians, yeah. we need to support fellow Canadians. Uh, and when we can travel our friendlier U.S. states that we can go to. So, <laughs> yeah. As myself, I'm, I'm okay in most states with my look, but uh, some people aren't, unfortunately. So we'll save that for another time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I see you, you brew. Is it called brewing cider or what, what, what is it specifically called when you're making cider? Um, I guess just cider making or cider okay. brewing. I don't know. Uh, I think just cider making. Cause if you make cider, usually you're a cider maker. So mm-hmm. I guess probably that would be the title. Yeah. I just, um, made my first batch. Uh, it is in my kitchen cupboard. It's carbonating right now in some bottles. So I did the, like a quite short fermentation process for that. Um, I, I had never done it before. So I got like a pack and instructions and everything just to see if I one could do it and uh, how it turned out. Um, but it's a lot more than I thought and a lot more than what the instructions say. So I had to do a lot of research outside of that. Um, and even testing to find out the alcohol content is another thing I had to figure out on my own. Um, this one is only 3%. Tastes so I like was four. really disappointed. Like- <laughs> <laughs> I know. This one's really light, but um, it's going to have to ferment longer for other ones. But this is just the first basic dry apple cider. Um, it's a sparkling one. So that's the only cool thing about it, I guess, so far. Hope hey, it it's, tastes good. <laughs> it's something to try and experiment with. I'm, exactly. I'm just not, uh, the cleaning is just beyond what I'm really willing to do personally at the moment. So. <laughs> Maybe if I own my own brewery and hire paid somebody to clean everything professionally, but yeah, just it's a lot. <laughs> me at home, no, it's it's not happening right now. So. Yeah, I mean, I can say the kitchen was mine for hours because no one could come in there with the amount of stuff that I had. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I know there's wine and beer festivals predominantly. I'm sure there's yeah. cider festivals. What are yes. a couple of cider? based festivals you've been to, or at least maybe even a beer festival with uh, cideries and, and meaderies and, and places like that at the same time? Yeah. So last year, well, sadly, of course, this year, they were all canceled. So 
Um, last year I went to quite a few. So I went, um, Toronto has their Toronto cider festival every year in August. So that's like, of course my favorite to go to, cause it's the closest and cideries across the province and, um, out of province, sometimes like BC, they come, um, and display their ciders there. Um, there's also, I went to New Zealand cider festival last year. That was a big trip for me and really fun. Um, there's also another cider festival. It's called Cheers Caledon. It's mostly beer, but they had a couple cider vendors there. So I went to that. I was going to go to the East Coast Cider Festival this year um, out east in Halifax, but that one got canceled. So maybe next year. <laughs> yeah, that's just um, like for myself, it's it's beer festival, beer festival, will travel for beer, not a problem. Uh, and what I'm very guilty of is using, um, I don't know if you know about it, Untapped. Yes, I know about that. Uh, uh, so coming uh, with Untapped, how do you find the cider? How do you find people, are people fair on cider as they're kind of very unfair on beer sometimes? Or is it kind of the same thing where it's like, I don't like apples, worst cider ever, 0.5? Yeah, I see something like that. I tried my hand at it. I've created an account. Um, I reviewed like a couple ciders and then I started looking at reviews to see like what people are saying and, you know, how they write it. And then I saw something and I was like, oh my, I don't know <laughs> if this is my place. <laughs> and I just haven't written any since I might try back again. But yeah, no, some of the things are super unfair. Like this tastes like too much pineapple in a pineapple cider. I'm like, what do you expect? <laughs> What do you want from this? Uh, that's uh, that's the wonderful <laughs> world of the internet is you could be a troll anywhere. Yeah. So I just, I find it's completely unrealistic. You know, if I'm wasted at 2 a.m., I'm not going to go on untapped and be like, this is the worst tasting yeah. beer ever. You know, it's, uh, be fair, these, uh, a lot of these brewers, cider makers, uh, this is their passion. Exactly. So don't crap on it if you don't like it. So, but exactly. that's, you know. That's all personal opinion. I'm sure exactly. a lot of people see it our way where it's be fair. If you don't like the taste, don't try it. Or, or if you're willing to experiment, try and experiment. Mm -hmm. So Exactly. And yeah, and, that, and that's something I try to do in my reviews as well. I mean, if I don't like something, I'm just going to describe it as fair as possible because it may just be my palate and what I like. Yes. Um, and it's subjective to who you are. Um, and if you describe it fairly, someone else might like that style um and that's kind of how i feel about it so i don't think it's fair to say something's bad or you know <laughs> and when it comes to that with your instagram or or if you're to do untapped do you find mm -hmm. that you get people like oh i read your instagram and i tried the cider and oh my god mine's blown <laughs> sometimes yeah <laughs> that's great though because because then you are in a sense you are influencing potentially a, mm -hmm. a future customer to a cidery that you enjoy so exactly yeah, yeah. and and especially if I enjoy something or an experience or a cider, I do definitely like to support uh, local businesses and, you know, what they do because they're passionate about uh, their ciders and it's great to share that with other people. Yeah. And what are some of your favorite cideries uh, around the, the Mississauga GTA Peel region? Cause Peel's a pretty big area, right? So what yeah. are some of those, those cideries that you'd say like, Hey, if you're going on a booze cruise with friends and you have somebody who likes a cidery, go here. Yeah, so there's quite a few. Um, there's none like exactly in Mississauga, um, but in Toronto, there are a couple and surrounding area within like a half an hour or less of Mississauga. There are a few, 
So a couple I went to in the summer, one is called Spirit Tree, and they're about half an hour from Mississauga in Caledon. They had a beautiful patio in the summer. They have a nice farmhouse. Um, their food is amazing too. And you get a nice big cider flight of five different ones you can try. They have quite a big menu too. Um, I really enjoyed um, their cider. Their ciders are mostly on the dry side though. So if you like sweet ciders, I wouldn't uh, recommend that for you. But on the opposite of that, there's another cidery. Um, it's about, I guess, a half an hour from Toronto. So an hour from here. It's called Slab Town Cidery. They have a lot of sweet, different flavors. And they also had cider slushies in the summer. That was a big hit with everyone because, you know, summer and they're colorful and <laughs> the slushies. Um, and I guess in Toronto, there's Brickworks, of course. I love Brickworks. Uh, but there's also a cider bar there called Her Father's Cider Bar. And I went there quite a few times this summer. And they get cider shipped in from across the province and um, Canada, and you can just try a bunch of different ones. Um, so that's amazing if you want a variety. That sounds awesome. Uh, that'll have to be on my, like, yeah. like I said, you know, my show is about craft and diversity and craft. So obviously interviewing cideries um, at the Ottawa Winterlude Festival, which mm-hmm. I got to go to before the world shut down. Um, <laughs> I was drinking from Burst Cider. Does that sound? Okay. Yes. Yeah. So they they were on the list of like, oh, this summer I'm going to go see them and interview <laughs> these guys and go talk to these ladies in John's Johnstonville or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, no, you're not doing anything this summer. You're staying home. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So you had a pretty lengthy article, lengthy for me, because, uh, you know, most <laughs> people have the one, attention yes. of gold. Most people have the attention of goldfish right like now. Like myself. <laughs> uh, pretty lengthy article with the Burham. Yeah, the Burham Collective. Okay. And how did, how yeah. do you find that went with uh, doing kind of like a, a worded interview on Zoom? Yeah, so that was kind of interesting. That was a first for me. I wasn't sure too much uh, what to expect from that. And uh, it was actually really interesting to read it over and uh, <laughs> read what I had said and how I speak and word for word. It was kind of interesting, but uh, it was quite a fun interview. Um, I learned a little bit about... Um, what cider life is like over there it's based out of Wales I believe um, that uh, blog so I did my interview with Ben he runs I guess his own Instagram called the cider voice and he writes for the Burham collective Um, so I did my interview with him it was like I said quite interesting Um, and yeah it was a first for me so it was interesting to read that all over very cool uh, what made you decide kind of Instagram TV over over typical YouTube or a podcast? Yeah, um, I, I've been thinking about this myself. Just because I like to have the visual aspect one, and I know YouTube has that. However, for some reason, I've just never been the biggest fan of YouTube, and I, I just didn't really think it was for me. Um, and since Instagram started as my main platform and it has that feature, I thought it would be great and interactive, especially since I'm doing live chats opposed to just taking videos. Um, like I know some other side reviewers or beer reviewers are, um, and I just thought it would be appropriate to have that all in one place. It makes it a lot easier for someone who, you know, finds, um, my Instagram and wants to, you know, have a look and see what I'm about. And you can also categorize things as a series. So all my Saturn life chats are together. And if someone ever wants to watch them, they can go through them. I also like to keep them quite 
well, and I mean, an hour is kind of long, but I try to keep them under an hour. Um, and that's, I mean, the limit for Instagram anyway. Um, but I think that it's better to have it a bit more concise than, you know, having a longer limit, uh, especially like you said, with people's attention span at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's true. It's it, that's why our typical show is, is under an hour. It's the same yeah. thing as that. You, you want to draw people's attentions for only so long before they kind of drift off into mm -hmm. whatever else. Uh, it's the same thing where we have a kind of a monthly get together podcast yeah, uh, where it's me and the guys, we get together. Well, we used to get together and try <laughs> beers. Uh, now it's we get together and it's like, hey, what beer are you drinking? Do you like it? Okay, let's talk about the beer world. So, uh, and those I try and keep under because it's a podcast. So mm -hmm. uh, it's it's people like me where I can listen to six hours worth of podcasts while I'm working because I get three phone calls a day. Yeah. Uh, so it's not so bad. So it's you know that's something that could be two hours, whereas a visual medium has to remain a lot less. Exactly. I find, so. Yeah, uh, yeah. Unless you're watching a movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then even then, people play with their phones in movies. So that's yep, uh, that's right. <laughs> that's not cool. And don't be one of those people. No. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, do you know if there's like a, a Cicerone or Sommelier for ciders? Yeah, it's called a. Oh man, I don't even know if I'll say it right. It's a palm pommelier or something. Like pom, like uh, yeah, like, like palm, French apple. Like apple. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, it, I think that's what it's called. But yes, there is. Okay. Um, but that's something that's, I, I I know a couple of people who have done it and they have to do some courses and stuff, but you don't hear about it too much. Mm -hmm. Have you ever thought of, or thought about taking the time and doing it or? Yes, I have. <laughs> I have thought about it. want to see how my Saturn making goes first. I guess I'll expand my knowledge into other things. But yeah, taking those steps and taking it a day at a time <laughs> for now. Yeah, I personally would love to do the BJCP, the Beer Judge Certification Program. Mm. Um, I do not have the palate to be a Cicerone, so <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> that's just not going to happen. Okay, uh, this is always the caveat I say because we are during COVID times when it's safe to travel again, when it's safe to go in that cylindrical tube with recycled air, uh, <laughs> cider vacations you want to go on that you haven't been on. Okay. Um I mean, if I were to answer this question, or if I was to before the lockdown happened, I would have said something different. But with more thought, I would actually like to explore Canada a bit more. So I want to go out uh, west to British Columbia and out east to um, our little provinces. <laughs> um, and I want to explore like the East Coast as well. Um, and I think I'd start there. Those are the two um, vacations I would like to have just because um, my big focus is Canadian ciders and I mean besides Quebec and uh, Ontario I haven't been able to explore our country enough and I want to before you know going other places I have heard a lot of good things though about um, the Nordic countries so like Norway um, Sweden apparently they have quite a big cider scene over there and that would be something I'd love to check out um, when you know it's safe to do that. I mean, when you think about it, it's like Vikings. So like yeah. mead, mead <laughs> ciders, you know, honey, honey booze, apple exactly. booze. It's, it makes sense. Uh, it, it completely works. I'm sure there's probably some village where they've been making the same cider for since the 1400s. Oh, so that's what I'm hoping. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. I'm the same way. It's, uh, it's get to get to Germany, get to Belgium and, and drink with monks in a temple. That's really, that like, I really want to drink with a monk in a monastery, <laughs> especially uh, we have the same hair, hairline. So we're pretty good. 
Uh, awesome. Uh, so what's, what's next for the girl with the cider review? What's next for your brand? Well, um, there's a couple of fun things that are coming out in December. So I'm still continuing obviously with the cider and life chats because it seems to be going well and I'm, you know, meeting a lot of people and doing some fun things. Um, and some collaborations will probably be happening from those. But in December, I'm looking to put my focus, I guess, towards holiday type themed activities or um, contests and things like that. So that's kind of what my focus is, even themes of the chat. So I'm doing a couple, well, some people don't know this yet, but they will be forced into some competitions <laughs> on the live chats. So they can look forward to that. <laughs> There'll also be like some Christmas sweaters and trivia contests and things like that that I'm going to be doing. Um, those are some of the big things. I'm also starting up a partnership with this brand here, Chill Street. So they have a couple cool ciders coming out um, for the holidays too. They're, uh, their brand's really cool. They're very creative um, with their marketing. And that's definitely someone I'd love to be um, in a partnership with. We're going to be working on getting um, their cider shipped over here to Ontario um, just to expand, you know, our cider scene as well and get their online shipping going out here to Ontario. Um, so we're going to be working on that. Um, and then I have a couple of fun articles coming out for the blogs that I'm writing for. But uh, in the new year, I'll probably be hopefully focusing more on cider making and such. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, I forgot to ask this earlier because like when it comes to beer, you know, each kind of beer style has a, a glass yeah cider glassware is that is that like is that important like i'm using your typical craft uh beer glass it's Mm. called it's called the craft glass so that's pretty much what it is so it it kind of contains the nose upwards is there like the the cider style of glass well i can actually show you since i'm in the appropriate spot oh even better but um it doesn't like I personally don't think there are specific glasses for specific things. And usually I've had a lot of cider in flights, um, but it seems <laughs> that there is this <laughs> one glass that I keep getting. And I just got another one of them today and I was trying to figure out what they're called, but they look like this. Someone had told me they're called tulip. Stem yes, glasses. that is a tulip glass. That yes. is um, any pretty much craft brewery. Uh, 90% of their beers ago in that. So. Yeah, so I've, I've been getting a lot of these. Okay. And um, a couple, like I've gotten cider and like stemless wine glasses as well. <laughs> um, but then I got a lot of the sample glasses too. Yeah. Um, and some tall uh, pint glasses as well. But these are like yeah. all the r- random shapes that they put yeah. cider in. It doesn't seem to have a specific kind of glass, but... This is the one that many cideries seem to have. Okay, so I, I've got <laughs> I've got a bunch of those too. I, if I would have known that, I could have done put <laughs> the, the cider I'm drinking this evening and and probably the two other ciders I have in the fridge to end my night afterwards with. <laughs> uh, I am very guilty of buying way too much glassware. Um, I probably have like a thousand beer glasses. Oh my goodness! Um, I mean, on average four beer festivals a year so that's four tasting yeah, glasses you're right uh, i visit a brewery Ooh, i don't have this one. Ooh, i like the design <laughs> oh the graphic designer took their time to develop this beautiful glass i better purchase it for 15 dollars. like <laughs> you know it's um it's draw to the eye uh do you find ciders like that when it's beer it's like 
there's some wild labels out there that draw your eye, even though you mm. never even thought about tasting it. You're like, oh, I like this design. So, yes, that does happen sometimes. Uh, and yeah, I even have some ciders in there just because the labeling was so beautiful. I mean, I'm sure I would like the cider as well. There's some cool flavors, but just looking at it, it's just a lot of thought was put into it. And I think um, in Hamilton, they have a cidery called Collective Arts and uh, they actually have their apple cherry cider. Yeah, yeah, that's the one I'm thinking of right now, but they have a dry cider as well. Just their labeling is beautiful and they actually have, I think, I don't know if it's the cherry one or the dry one, but they have three different variations of the label that are out yeah. in circulation. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Collective arts is pretty fantastic. I mean, yeah. it's, it's behind the name, right? Collective arts exactly, exactly. Uh, and their beers. I mean, they have a series of IPAs going They're up to number 15. Uh, like yourself, they went on Instagram and they're like, Hey, beer guys, what are we bringing back? What are we rebrewing? So everybody's like, this was your best do it now. So <laughs> Uh, for growing your audience uh, on your Instagram, how, mm. how do you how do you find, kind of reach out uh, for that? Yeah, um, I think most of I guess my following has come with the connections that I've made, like and contests that I've done, um, connecting with other people. So um, the more that I connect with uh, cideries or other people across the country or um, in the United States or wherever it is that I'm connecting with someone, doing a contest with, doing a live with, um, I am able to, you know, reach out to other people that I wouldn't normally uh, be able to entertain um, that audience with that other companies bring. So I take every connection as an opportunity to, you know, talk about my brand, see if, you know, someone would connect with me in that way and want to follow my content. I just try to be, you know, as real as possible, um, just be myself. And um, it seems as though a lot of people are uh, able to connect with that. And that, you know, makes me feel really proud um, that people want to see that type of content. But I think it's mostly from, you know, the opportunities I've had uh, connecting with other cider makers or cideries that I'm able to connect with their audience too. Awesome. I I mean, when you think about it, like, like it mentions in the article, you're like, Cider is kind of the little brother, little sister of, of wine and beer yeah. right now. So do you think that maybe because it's more of a, a niche? Because like, first of all, craft beer is a niche of a, yes. of a niche already. So it, when you think about it, like cider being the niche of the niche of the niche, do you think that <laughs> maybe helps with your draw for people who are in cider, but they keep it like their dark little secret because they don't want their <laughs> beer friends knowing about it? Yeah, I think so. And it definitely makes it, you know, more normalized, I guess, that, you know, someone really likes something that uh you know they do too and they're like oh okay I guess it's okay and you know maybe there are more people than I thought that are actually interested in this and even when I started I was surprised by you know the amount of people that were interested too and now it's growing I I see new accounts all the time that are cider related and it gets me excited awesome that's great to hear and it's going pretty strong from what I've seen so that's even better Uh, so I wish you all the best of uh, continuing your cider journey, uh, for sure. I have no other questions for you at this time. Okay. Uh, so let my viewers know where they can find all your stuff online. Yeah. So first of all, thank you so much for having me on. It was a really exciting chat. Um, to find me, I, I'm on a couple of social media platforms. So I'm on Instagram. That's my main um, platform that I use for posts and uh the live chat. So you can find me at girl with a cider review 
on Instagram. I'm also on Facebook under the same name. So everything from Instagram gets posted there. I have them linked up. I also just um, created a Twitter. I didn't have one before, but it seems to be helping out actually. And I've connected with a bunch of people through it. I have a personal Twitter, but I didn't have one for my Instagram. So that one, I couldn't fit girl with a side review as my handle. So it's um, GWA side review. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you can find me on Twitter as well. I, I post um, di- just different things. And then some of my uh, um, posts from Instagram on there, but uh, it's not connected. So mm-hmm. I just post other things too. Very cool. So uh, we're going to add all that in the show notes at the bottom okay. of, the, of the YouTube video. So click on it and you'll be able to find Taz. Um, as for us, we're at All Beer Inside everywhere. And um, allbeerinside.com is the website. Hopefully by the time this is out, we will finally have t-shirts available <laughs> yes. to purchase. Um, they're coming close. I just, we have to do the work behind them. Um, and uh, I'll, as I mentioned already, allbeerinside.com at allbeerinside everywhere else. And at the end of all of my episodes, I say drink craft, not crap. <laughs>